You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and we are going to transition over to the NFL. Now, as you guys all know, unfortunately, we have to talk about the Eagles because, you know, they're always making some kind of NFL headlines. So we know last week, (laughs) last week, Jalen Hurts started for the Eagles because Carson Wentz, what's the word for it? It's trash. And um, he has been trash for a while. And the Eagles won last week. You know, things are high in Philly. And here comes Bitter Carson. And he basically said that I have no interest in being a backup quarterback. He basically alluded, and he didn't say these exact words, but he said, I would rather leave this team than to be a backup quarterback on this team. And that's on period, okay? And so my question for the guys, especially the two Eagles fans on here, how do you feel about those statements? Do you feel Carson Wentz is being treated unfairly in some way for maybe being considered for the backup role? Hey, yeah, you want to take this or you want me to go first? Man? I'll let you I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. Because I'm just going to throw the oop. You dunk that thing. <laughs> Listen, Carson Wentz is getting over $100 million to be a backup. I'd say he just sucks it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of the wine. And just be a good teammate for the rest of the year. You stunk it up. You went to bed the whole year. You know, you didn't play well. Um, nobody did anything wrong to you. You're getting paid top dollar, and you didn't perform. So now you're on the bench. So these comments from him, he could have kept it to himself and waited till after the season. We know you don't want to be a backup, bro. We know you don't want to be a $100 million backup. We understand that. So for me, I'm mad at Carson Wentz for, you know, letting these comments come out. He should be supportive to Jalen right now because like something he couldn't do, he beat a good team. So he should be happy for the young fella. Um, and then sit back and get enjoy his money, man. I don't understand why people, you know, getting that much bread. You know, you getting that you getting paid that much, and you're not gonna take one hit this this Sunday. You know, just be happy, man. I, I wouldn't be mad at all. So, you know, I'm disappointed in Carson. I thought he was a better teammate than that for letting him for letting this leak yeah i'm not feeling it man Carson wins this is a tragedy you are the 107 million dollar left guaranteed contract man you have every right to be the starter quarterback you rave up and down that sideline and show them that contract that they can't get rid of 107 million guaranteed left on that contract you need to be the starting quarterback and make sure you start for the rest of the season and for the next three years do not let them treat you this way. You are the man. You are the number one. You're the number two draft pick. How can they treat you like this? You need to be on the field, especially when you play the Giants twice a year. You make sure you stay there and throw us those interceptions so we can go home with the win. Do not let them treat you like that, Carson Wentz. They have no respect for you. You're not paid as a backup. You should be the starting quarterback, and you, you earn that spot. You helped the team go to the Super Bowl. You was a backup on during the Super Bowl. And that time is over. So let's start. You are a starting quarterback in the league. Get him out of here, man. So to be fair, to be fair, to be fair to Carson, 
He didn't go on record in saying this. But sources are saying. Number two, get Alshon Jeffrey out of the locker room. He is a cancer. He's just spreading all kinds of information. Everyone knows Alshon Jeffrey is known as a league snitch. Like, he, he has a snitch's hotline. Like, yo, if you want to get some news out there, send it to Alshon Jeffrey. Get that man out the locker room. Now, if he said it, I mean, I understand. I mean, look, let's be honest. I understand if he wants to be a starter. But if Carson upset about not being a starter, the reality is, Carson, you sucked this year. I mean, I don't use that word lightly either. You sucked. I mean, Jalen Hurts came in, and he just made the easy passes. Carson was like just – he was just like out there, like just throwing it into the wind. He was like, bro, why did you force that pass? What were you thinking? That's not – what – so – I understand him being upset. I don't anticipate the Eagles move on from him next year. Honestly, I, I still think they give him one last year before. And it's almost the problem is we're stuck with him, to be honest. We're stuck with him. With that money, the cap is going to be just too much. It'd be like the greatest in league history. And that's not something we'll be known for, cutting someone the greatest amount of money in league history. It's not a great, great, great memory. So um, I agree with Kelvin. If, if he actually is saying this, he needs to stop whining, acting like a baby. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. There's someone in the Eagles organization that hates that man. Mm-hmm. There, there's uh, maybe not someone, maybe some people who can't uh, stand that man in the Eagles locker room because it don't matter what that man does. Somebody spreads some kind of rumor. Carson wasn't a good teammate. Carson was this. Carson was that. Like, what has he done to someone? Right. And and then uh, just just the, just the the last point, man. They didn't even have, I mean, I got to, like, to piggyback you, a little bit of sympathy for Carson. At least give that brother a little communication that you're going to do what you're going to do to him. Because the coach wasn't talking to him. He didn't even know he wasn't going to play. It was bad, man. So I, I do I do understand that. But I'm just speaking personally. If somebody gave me $30 million this year and I ain't got to get hit, I'm taking that thing to the bank, man. <laughs> I don't care what none of y'all say, what y'all think about me. I am the biggest Jalen Hurts supporter on the field because he's taking all them hits and all that smoke. I already got my money guaranteed, baby. I don't care what y'all think. (laughs) And Kelvin, that is my exact point. Like, maybe I'm not rich enough, right? But if someone said to me, Dion, we'll give you your salary. All we need you to do is answer phones for the organization when i tell you i'm packed no problem take all these books take all this extra stuff give me my money and let me coast through like i don't even understand what the issue is like y'all said with guaranteed money guaranteed i will hold jalen's bags to walk on the field I will give him Gatorade during the breaks. Like, what else do you need me to do? How much is Jalen? Jalen is not even making a million dollars probably this year. You know what I'm Mm. saying? It's like he's probably not seeing an M this year. I'm seeing 30 this year. And this dude got to take all the smoke, all the criticism, all the hits, all everything, all the first reps. And I could just sit back and chill with my family with – I, listen, I don't know. I might be speaking from a poor man's pocket. So, I, you know what I'm saying? But the reality is, Carson, just be quiet, bro. You got three, four games left. 
and you can talk all you want. We'll just be quiet for the rest of the season. That's all we have. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and Evan brought up, I think, what is the quintessential point in this whole discussion? You have been trash all season. Like, I don't feel like you should be making these comments when you have played terrible. Like, there's a reason why Jalen started last week. It didn't just happen. And so I'm, I'm just disgusted with this guy. Let's move on to bigger and better talent in the NFL, um, Randy Moss. So there was a discussion this week about who was the greatest wide receiver and Randy Moss, let it be known, I am the greatest wide receiver of all time. I don't know why y'all keep calling this Jerry Rice guy's name. I'm the best, deal with it, end of story. How do you guys feel about that? Is Randy Moss the best wide receiver we have ever seen? And are we even mad at him for making these comments? So I, I see this in the same light as the, I see this in the same light as the MJ LeBron conversations, right? Like from a physical specimen standpoint and from a skills package standpoint, mm -hmm. Randy Moss is probably the greatest to ever do it. However, from a statistical standpoint, Randy Moss didn't even win a uh, didn't even win a championship. He lost to the lowly Giants. Excuse on you a, on an undefeated team, um, sir. <laughs> so my my issue is like, how do you say such things, but you don't have the stats to back it up? Hmm. And, and and on top of that, like Jerry Rice is like the indestructible man, and he played in the era of NFL history when the running back was still the quintessential player on the offense. Hmm. They didn't throw the ball as much. And so, you know, God bless you, Randy Moss, but you're dead wrong from a statistical talent accolade standpoint. From a physical standpoint, sure. Like, I, and here's what I mean with LeBron Jordan. From a physical standpoint, mm -hmm. LeBron James is probably the greatest to ever, like, grace the basketball court. But from a championship, from a performance, from an all-time, you're not. You're just not. I, I mean, you you can't forget that season that LeBron's head grew like two times its size in an <laughs> off-season. Like something ain't right with that. That's not natural. But we're not talking about that right now. But go ahead. He only lost his hair. That's why I looked that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, Randy, you know, you have to be your biggest fan. You know, you have to stay in the moment and believe what you want to believe. But I'm going to agree with Evans. Statistically, you have no championship. Statistically, you have about, for you only played in the NFL for 14 seasons, while Jerry did it for 21. Jerry has 1,549 receptions. You have 982. And we could go on and on, touchdowns, 197 versus 157. But the most important thing, how many rings? Jerry has three, you have zero. So you could believe who you want to believe. You got to believe in yourself. You got to be a number one fan, you know? And how, who else would you, would you say is better than you? You got to say that, believe it in yourself, which is fine, it's cool, I have no beef with that. But, the truth of the matter, the best wide receiver in the NFL thus this far is Jerry Rice. He's the GOAT. 
hands down. You you know, don't want to accept it. That's fine. You could be act like LeBron. You know, Lisa Brown has championships and we know his football is a little harder. But, you know, sit on the couch, take a deep breath, drink some water, and you're always invited to come to the show. Bill, I really like what you said about you always have to bet on yourself. And so given that, do you think Carson Wentz should be betting on himself? And can we now justify the comments we just discussed? Remember, I'm with for Carson Wentz. I love him being trash. I wanted to be the starting quarterback. It's better for the Giants. So <laughs> All right. we have listen, we have no problems. See, you brought this back to Carson. I, I don't like what you just did right there, but you know, I'm gonna answer the question for Phil. See, we have no problem with Carson wanting to play. We just got a problem with you talking about it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, we try, we got a little, we got a little chance. If we, if we, the team, I'm talking about the team. I don't care for record. They got a little chance to go into the, the playoffs right now. They're playing. They got good momentum. The last thing they need is for this to leak out right now and have some dissension between the ranks. You don't want that right now. Mm-hmm. And he did a good job of doing that. But let's go back to uh, my man LeBronish comments because these are LeBronish right here. Uh, first of all, Jerry Rice didn't make one comment about himself. I hate it when people self-proclaim themselves to be something mm. you know what i'm saying like if you are that then the people will say it. you know yeah. what i'm saying like when you got to tell me that you are the goat then chances are that you don't really think you're the goat because you're trying to explain to everybody why you are the goat you know that's not what happens michael jordan doesn't go around telling everybody he's the goat you know what i'm saying because he is the goat mm-hmm. you know tom brady not going around telling everybody that he's the goat people already say it but when you got people like like Randy Moss is going around and got to convince the audience that he is the GOAT, you know, you lose credibility for me. Um, besides that, we talk about a physical specimen. He wasn't even that. So I would push back on, uh, I would push back on Evan when he said that. You want to talk about a physical, I'm going Calvin Johnson. But you want to talk about somebody that, that looked the part, the best ever at that position at wide receiver. It was, it was Calvin Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So he, he doesn't rank as the all-time athletic specimen for me for wide receiver. He was great. I love Moss. Probably my favorite player when he played. But he was off base with his comments. And if, like I said from the beginning, if you got to self-proclaim yourself to be the GOAT like LBJ did, the chances are you're not, bro. And, and to add insult to injury, right, Kelvin? You said something. He played with possibly the greatest quarterback coach duo and still didn't win a championship. He just shut, shut, wow. shut up and sit down. Right, right. Dude, yeah. he's playing with me on time. Come on. Um, you know, and you guys literally hit every point in this segment, so I don't really have anything to add. I'm not mad at Randy Moss making these statements. I mean, it is Randy Moss we're talking about, um, but we all know Jerry Rice is, is the greatest, and that's just what it's going to be. All right, um, let's transition into Major League Baseball. Um, this week, we got news that finally – Major League Baseball will acknowledge the stats that were acquired in the Negro League um, will be counted towards, um, you know, MLB stats. And if you know the history, there was a point in time where obviously Black men could not um, play and be integrated into Major League Baseball, hence the need for this separate league. 
Um, and so I wanted to get the guys' thoughts about that. Um, how are we feeling about it? Are, are we satisfied uh, with this move now? Is it long overdue? Just, just give me a general thoughts about it. I believe it was long overdue. And, you know, the season went from 1886 to 1960 when they began to started poaching our players. And now over, this is well over 50 years, they're going to um, recognize the stats. It's long overdue. And uh, the recognition and credit should have been given a long time ago. Man, forget the major league. You kidding me? I always thought the Negro League was better anyway. Mm -hmm. So I don't need no type of credibility from the major league now trying to say uh, because they, they, they're they acknowledging it to be something that is something. Nah. I believe that those Negro League teams will smoke those major league teams anyway. So whether they think their word is validation in me, is, to me it's not. So whether they look at it and say, okay, now we're going to acknowledge it, or they don't, it makes no difference to me. Those players, you know, the Satchel Pages, the uh, Gibsons, I mean, the guys that played in the Negro League, these guys were legends. They're always going to be legends in my opinion. And I wouldn't mind if they keep it separated. Um, just tell the history the right way. Um, and, and the people that know, they know. So it doesn't matter one way or the other to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I agree with everything, everything Kelvin said. It, it, it's, it's just a thing. I don't know, like, white people love to retroactively do things like, bro, like, they like America just acknowledged, apologize for slavery. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like it's like, well, where, where's the money at? Where, where are my reparations at? Right, keep your apology, Chad. <laughs> Show me my money. <laughs> For real. And and everything you guys said, I mean, this is, we're in 2020. They waited till the pandemic year to finally make this acknowledgement. Like, to me, it just stinks, man. And like Kelvin said, to me, the greatest players, I mean, there's no one better than Bob Gibson in my mind, Okay. Um, and I'm a huge Yankee fan, and, and I used to follow everything Yankee history, the Babe Ruth, the Mickey Mantles, the Lou Gehrig's. There is no one better than Bob, Gib you know, Bob Gibson. And, and I kind of feel like, I don't know, like I'm not super overjoyed. Like I'm glad it happened, but it, I, it's, it's almost like a slap in the face, you know, when you had the opportunity to share in this talent and uplift this talent and acknowledge this talent, you didn't. And years and years and years and years passed and you didn't care. And somehow today we're just jumping for joy because it's like, oh, we're gonna acknowledge you. And then there's this whole conversation about what stats they're going to count. Like it's even deeper than that. Cause they're like, oh, well, some of the stats or some of these players, we can't count. Um, you know, people used to say Bob Gibson had about eight to 900 home runs in his career. They're like, well, we don't know if we can count all of that. We're only up to like 243. So it's like now they have Nevada counting stats. Like we, we just don't know. I don't know. I just don't like it, man. Whatever. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't acknowledge you folk now. So you got a little seat at the table. We gave you a kitty seat, so you ought to be happy. Yeah, no. it, it, exactly. Like, no matter if, if we take off all, all of your real accomplishments, just, hey, you're being counted with us now. 
Yeah, be grateful. I'm like, we was better than y'all. It's it by far. Like, it wasn't yeah. close, man. That talent at the time, it wasn't close. I, I recall that the Negro League oh, were almost undefeated when they played interleague. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah, yeah. So, great. I mean, great day in Major League Baseball history, I guess. Y'all can miss me. Right. <laughs> With all that. <laughs> So let us transition um, into our last topic of today. So we're all excited because we know we're quickly approaching the start of the NBA season. We are waiting for some real NBA action. And so what we wanted to do was to um, get our prediction started. Like, who do you see coming out on top? Who's making it to the playoffs? Um, all of that good stuff. So before I run... I'm just going to say this. I believe the Brooklyn Nets are coming out of the East because Kevin Wayne Durant is back. He's playing. Um, you know, he's not typical KD yet, but this is preseason. You know, I don't think anybody has the capability to beat them. And out of the West, I really don't see anyone being able to topple over the Lakers. And so um, I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. So I'm giving a broad overview of my two picks who I expect to see in the finals next year. Guys, what do you think? So, um, yeah, I definitely agree with the Lakers pick. Definitely agree with the Lakers pick. I am partially kind of torn about the East, right? Um, I don't know what to expect with Brooklyn. I think they're going to be good. But something about Brooklyn concerns me, namely Kyrie Irving. But part of me expects Kyrie Irving's going to get injured midway through the season. Um, and Katie's going to carry him. Um, so I do like Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn will be um, a top three seed in the East. Uh, I think there'll be some kinks that are going to have to work out with the offense, obviously. And I don't trust Steve Nass as a coach. I mean, he seems to have no... Uh, authority in that locker room. I mean, Kyrie says whatever he wants to say, but like, yeah, I mean, I kind of respect. He said, I kind of respect Steve. Like, how do you kind of respect your coach? You're trying to win championships. So, um, I still think Boston is viable. I, I'd actually, I'm not saying I pick Boston over the Brooklyn to go to the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston uh, got into the finals. I think, I think. I think Boston is deep. As you got the hard thing to count for the Brooklyn thing is a star power. Uh, now I have some uh, interesting note that I think I want to make. I do think the Sixers will be the number one or number two seed in the East, but I don't think they'll go to the finals simply because they still need to add um, a closer. And I think Miami will be a fourth, fifth seed this year and will be exposed. Okay. I, I feel you on that. Um, I'm the East, uh, the West. I'm gonna stay with the Lakers, and what might I don't see nobody coming really behind them unless you know if anything happens, I I, I could see the Clippers, you know, because of Tyloo's experience. Tyloo experience could probably get them over the hump. I don't see anybody else overtaking those two. I I'm in the same boat with you as the East. The East is boggling. You don't know what to expect. I don't trust. Uh, I trust KD. I trust the backcourt, but the coaching 
and what's what's going to be new and what's going to be old. And Kyrie, I don't expect Kyrie to play, even though it's a shortened season, I don't expect him to play uh, past 50 games. So we don't know what, how long, you know, it may be a good thing for them because they have Levert and they have uh, Spencer Dilley. You know, they're really good players too. So, and um, so I don't know. I, the East is, is mind-boggling. If I had to choose someone, I would say Boston one, Brooklyn two, and maybe Milwaukee if they do a trade during the season. Those are th- I'm thinking about. So that's my guess. It's the East is 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 no anyone who say they truly believe they they must be a homer <laughs> to believe on that team because it's too hard. Uh, I don't I don't even say the Sixers. The Sixers might get it together. You know, on paper they they won the best team. Second to me, second to well, third to it's Brooklyn. Um, um, Brooklyn, Boston, then then the 76ers on paper. But, you know, paper is thin. It could burn easily. Uh, okay. I respect the points. I respect the points made. I'm going to say this. I don't think the Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets are going to make it to the finals. Yeah, that's going to be a bold claim over here for me. I don't think either one of us going to make it to the finals. I think when I look at Brooklyn, I see damaged goods. I don't see Kyrie. Y'all say Kyrie. I'm worried about KD. Because KD looked really frail out there, man. And he looked like he two pushes away from twisting something, uh, twisting the ankle or something or hurting himself again. Every time I'm seeing him go to the lane now, I see him move off of that, uh, move off those feet with contact. He looked like he's about to slip and fall off his balance. It looked like he's about to get hurt. He looked really frail out there to me. So I'm not sure if I like um, Brooklyn to go, especially their first year together. Um, to go to the finals. And the Lakers, my question, my biggest question mark for the Lakers would be Anthony Davis. How do you come off receiving your money, your guaranteed money? How do you come off of accomplishing your goal of winning a championship? Are you complacent? Are you are you hungry still? Is that same is that same feeling there? And I don't I don't know if I, I'm gonna see that with him. And LeBron, I love him. He's aging. You know, Father Tom has, is, is, is undefeated. So I'm not sure if I like those odds as I, as I stack them when I look at both of those teams. Now, who will win? I'm with you guys in the sense that I think it's up for grabs in the East. <clears throat> and I think um, the same thing for the West. I think it's about five teams that can legitimately go to the finals in the West. So I, I'll, probably, I'll probably have a better, uh, better gauge on it by – all-star break, whenever that is in this abbreviated season. Um, and I think I'll have my pick from there. I know I was a bailout, but I'll, let me let me go there. Also, I think that um, Denver really could come out the, the West, right? That's one name that I think we have to take very seriously. Denver could really yeah. – because Joker – you know, Dwight Howard was the one who kind of gave Joker the problems in that matchup. Dwight Howard's not there anymore. And AD is a good defender, but he's not necessarily going to stop Jokic. Um, so Denver got deeper. I mean, they got guys who should be starting in the most other teams coming off the bench. Yeah. Yes, sir. Easy. Denver's deep. Michael Porter, I, I, I don't know. So my concern, too, typically year two, players take a step. But with an abbreviated offseason, I don't know if players like Michael Porter Jr. are going to take a massive step like they usually do. You know, so it'd be interesting to see that. Um, but I like Denver. 
I think Houston, if Harden, you know, stops eating so much, can be a good team. I, I don't think they're a final, excuse me, I don't think they're a final team, but I think they're a good team. I mean, they pick a Boogie Cousins, as long as he don't tear his ACL or something, you know, he's still a threat. John Wall is still an NBA player. Uh, they have a they have they have pieces to be a playoff team, maybe a six fifth six seed in the, in the West, uh, and I think Washington's going to get into the playoffs. I think Washington's going to be good this year. Uh, I was not a championship team. Um, I think. Well, I, I did have Charlotte, but Gordon Hayward broke his hand. Now he's day to day, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust fragile. I don't trust fragile players like uh, Gordon Hayward, who's not even a superstar in the first place. Really a borderline all star. Uh, and I got to see Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to be really good too. And the Clippers, I just don't, I don't trust Clippers. So, and they lost Montrezl Harrell too. So, and Lou, and as Father Tom's undefeated, Lou Will's getting older. Right. I don't know. It's, it's going to be hard this year. It's really because it's a lot of moving pieces, new coaching, you know, new teammates. So we'll see what happens. Does anybody have before we close down? Anybody have MVP Rookie of the Year picks? I think the New York Knicks top in is going to be the Rookie of the Year, okay. and M- MVP. Um, I really think. I hope. I don't think Luca should get it. I think if LeBron carries a team like he, he should get it, but I think they will give it to Luca, most likely. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so listen, I got I got two. It's gonna be funny, you know, because it it kind of slaps all the things I said about it. <laughs> so, so my first one was I, I I do think Giannis might win it again, but my other pick was Kevin Durant if he can stay healthy. <laughs> I just slammed I just slandered that man for two minutes, but now I'm saying if that man remains healthy, if he put enough tape on them ankles this year, then uh yeah, KD, I got KD winning it this year. Oh, as far as uh, rookie of the year, who do we have for rookie of the year? So, whether will it be Edwards in Minnesota? No. Will it be Wiseman? Possibly. Um, will it be the guy over in Charlotte? No, not even close. Um, so yeah, Phil, Phil might, Phil might be on to something. Uh, I had to look a little bit more into it, but I, I'm not sure who it would be. But right now, I'm just gonna say Wiseman without without doing any research. I'm gonna go with Wiseman. I was going to be between Wiseman and Toppin for Rookie of the Year. I can't decide. I have to watch them more. And I don't think you're going to see Giannis repeat. It's very rare to have a three-time MVP back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's going to, like, unless his game takes a whole nother level, but he still can't shoot. So it's going to be a new incumbent MVP. And it's going to be between Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> Over. Over. <laughs> I love when we have flip flip those Philly things in there, yeah. He consistent, bro. <laughs> uh, but we want to thank everyone for joining us and we'll check you out next time for another episode of a Lady and Seduce podcast. We out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>